Hello, and this is Tim Marr, and this is Failing Up. Thank you, Jungle Jim, for that wonderful, wonderful musical introduction. I mean, that guy is so talented. Jungle Jim. Jungle Jim playing that music echoing all over this area, reverberating off the Seneca River leading up to the mighty Lake Ontario that feeds the St. Lawrence Seaway out into the Atlantic Ocean. Or if you make a left, you might head over in Toronto and even run into Buffalo and go over to Niagara Falls. That's right, here I am recording this podcast right on the edges of the shores of the mighty, beautiful Seneca River. You never know what kind of boat you're going to see going up and down the Seneca River. It's really a, a great, um, great, exciting seaway because it can take you literally around the world, just like my voice is going around the world. So thank you, Jungle Jim. That's right, I'm recording this podcast from the bowels of the building next to the Seneca River. I have cats scratching at the door and beautiful, beautiful autumn day here in upstate New York. One of the greatest times of the year here in upstate. A hidden gem, upstate New York. Foliage, winter, beautiful winters, uh, beautifully hot summers, a lot of lake, a lot of water, but a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful time of here right up in uh, upstate New York. You get a chance, come on up here and, uh, you know, pick some apples. Everybody, there's more apples and there's more pumpkins out here per capita than I would argue in almost any place in the world. That's right, in the world. Uh, recording this podcast on Monday, September 20th, the waning days of of summer, even though I, many can consider the official end of summer to be Labor Day. I've always uh, gone on that type of calendar. Throw away the whites. I don't know, why can't you wear white after Labor Day? What's that all about? Is that just a marketing ploy not to wear white after Labor Day? And do you wear white before Labor Day? I don't know. What's this all about? You know what, everybody, let's wear white. Let's have a white out. Everybody wear white uh, and see what happens. But it's uh, just a beautiful time of year up here. Big night, big Monday night. The Green Bay Packers are playing the Detroit Lions. I happen to be a diehard Packer fan and a, one of the 300,000 owners of the Packers. The Packers, the Green Bay Packers, are the only publicly owned sports franchise in the United States of America. That means this great team with this great legacy plays in a small, a medium to small market, but they can never leave because they're owned by the market. They're owned by Green Bay, Wisconsin. What a great concept. Imagine if other teams had taken that concept and where pro sports might be today. You, know, you might still have a basketball team here in Syracuse, New York, and or a pro basketball team in Rochester, or baseball teams in, in other parts of the country. But the, the community owns the, the, owns the Green Bay Packers, and I just think that's what makes them a special team. And that's one of the reasons... They're my favorite team, but of course I grew up uh, as a child and hearing, you know, the glory days of the Packers and the romance of the Packers and the wedge and all that kind of stuff um, when I was a, a kid. So you heard a lot about the, the Packers, the Packers and the weather and the snow and they still play on grass and the, the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. Not the frozen turf, not the frozen field turf, but the frozen tundra of Astro. Of, uh, Lambeau Field. My how times have changed. You know, one time they played football and mud and blood and all that kind of stuff. And now we play it on, uh, uh, you know, rugs and fields and fields with car tires ground up underneath. Beautiful looking, but I just don't know how, what the long-term effects are. But time has changed. You know, if I think about how um, we've become, you know, uh, what's become our norms, you know, and it's, and what has become things that we can't do without, you know, I gotta, you know, I think if you ask somebody, would you rather, um, 
What would be an interesting question to ask, well, not all people, but some people, would you rather have a car or your cell phone, your phone? And how important is your phone to you? You know, people cannot live without their phones. People cannot function without their phones. And, and it just wasn't too long ago where it didn't exist. And, and social media wasn't what it is today. Everybody harps on social media. You know, social media, social media. They always blame things on social media, but we're all on social media. So you're constantly blaming. We're all on social media. We all play the social media game. And hey, we all enjoy social media. Social media is a, it's voyeurism. You know, you're 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 seeing things that other people are doing who you may not have, you may never have seen in 40 years or 30 years or 10 years, depending on how old you are. But now all of a sudden you're you're seeing their life. People are just unfolding their lives in front of you. It's an adult version of of show and tell. Um, I mean, there are positive uh, places of social media too for research and Googling. And my gosh, if they had, uh, you know, Google when I was in high school, I think I would have been a Rhodes Scholar. But when you get into things like Facebook and Instagram and those parts of social media, <clears throat> it becomes Oz. It becomes the Wizard of Oz. You know, what's really real on social media and what, you know, what is, is the image that people are saying or what's too much information? And when, and is, has it um, impeded our interpersonal relationships? Where people have relationships on social media and they may never meet, or individuals um, project an image of themselves that you know just gosh darn it isn't true. It's just not who they are. I mean, you can take a photograph from a certain angle and look like you work out at the gym. Nobody's going to see the real you, or you know, people practicing the lighting and all those types of things. So social media is in many ways Facebook and Instagram. Um, they're great ways to connect with individuals who you haven't seen in years, but it's also a great way for many individuals to constantly be comparing themselves to everybody who's so happy and everybody's doing such a, a great thing. And then they start saying, oh, woe is me. You know, woe is me. The cat peed the carpet. You know, their cat never pees the carpet. And if their cat peed the carpet, it would pee lemonade. So it's really, um, uh, and it, it's raised teen suicides, Instagram. You know, Michael, uh, Michael Smirkanish this weekend, he had um, two interesting, really, uh, individuals on there. Uh, Jen Twang, author of iGen, and, uh, you know, and then also uh, Jeff Horvitz, who's the tech reporter for the Wall Street Journal. And uh, the topic was really how um, the pressures of social media have impacted teenage suicide and teenage depression because they're constantly comparing themselves to others. And in many cases, they're comparing themselves with body image, images that really just aren't real. They're just, you know, can be photoshopped. And it leads individuals to, to um, uh, feeling as if they're not as adequate. Or also, um, they tend to, individuals tend to make social media their only form of, of contact with the world. You know, so instead of participating in life in a lot of ways, you know, your whole life is on a phone in many ways, or a computer, but now it seems to be a phone. And that's, that, that becomes the truth, you know, which isn't truth. It's the Wizard of Oz. In many cases, it's not the truth. Um, in many cases, it's just people sharing what they're doing. And sometimes, quite frankly, they share things, what they're doing, and you wonder, why the hell are you sharing that? I mean, why are you sharing that you just had, you know, your, your foot sliced open? Or there was a, I saw a post on social media uh, five years ago on Facebook where this person I knew's husband posted the cat sitting in his underwear while he was on the toilet thinking that was a cute thing. So let's rewind and go back about 40 years and imagine 
you know, calling your friends up to come to the bathroom so they could see the cat in your underpants while you're going to the bathroom. Or you take a Polaroid picture and you bring it to school and you show the school the cat in your underpants while you're going to the bathroom. Or, um, you know, you're uh, posting constant, you know, selfie after selfie after selfie after selfie after here I am, here I am, here I am. It's, uh, but at the same time, then others are, are posting selfie, 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 here I am. And while that's happening, we're not, we're disconnected. You know, we're, how many likes do I get on a picture? How many likes do I get on something? And that, that's where my value derive, you know, derives from, you know, how many likes I get on uh, social media. But you see, nobody farts on social media. You don't smell odors on social media. You don't smell stink on social media. You don't smell bad breath on social media. You don't um, taste tears on social media or feel a hug on, on Facebook or when I say social media or um, Instagram. You don't really become too embarrassed on, uh, many don't on Facebook or Instagram because all you have to do is you can throw out whatever you want. And if, if you feel embarrassed, all you do is unfriend them. You just, all you have to do is I'm going to, nope, well, I'm going to unfriend them. Or you don't even pretend to be who you pretend to be somebody that you're not. I mean, who knows what's real out there? Unless you have experience with individuals who are on your friends list, unless you know them and have history with them, who knows what's real? Who knows who you're, who you're, you know, posting things with? And who knows all that stuff? So it's, um, it's really caused us to, in many ways, become more disengaged. You know, uh, it has great benefits to it that, you know, obviously, you know, via Facebook and I think Instagram, I'm not on Instagram, but you're able to connect with people who otherwise you just normally wouldn't connect with, you know, and, um, you know, I've been able to connect with people who from 30 years ago who I, you know, would never speak with or didn't have a chance to speak with. But at the same time, <clears throat> you're, uh, you know, if you don't have that balance, then that becomes your world and you're sucked into this world of, uh, where there's just reality, the boundaries of reality are really blurred, you know. Um, I remember, I remember, I remember when the CB was big. When I was a teenager in the 1970s, the CB, Citizen Band Radio, was huge, huge. And my, um, I mean, it was, it, there was a song that came out, uh, I forgot the name, but it was about the CB, there's even a bear in the air. And the CB was just really big you know up until that point it was something that truckers used the, the radio and it had channels channel 19 was um the truckers you know and you got your own handle and i remember when the, our neighbors got a cb everyone in the neighborhood it seemed like we're getting cbs and putting them you know they're putting them in their cars my parents had a cb in their car and they didn't need a cb but they had one in the car and you would drive around in the car and you would flick the channels you know and you would hear breaker breaker one nine you hear the trucks talking you know and you get a handle like a really cool handle you know i was like the leprechaun and you would uh but you hide behind this image oh i'm the leprechaun i'm the cb breaker breaker one nine it was like a predecessor to facebook almost and it was just this way of of talking and it, sometimes you would skip be talking to people all over the place you know you'd be just talking all over the place you know where are you well i'm in a helicopter going down the highway right now i'm in an 18 wheeler you know hey you got a bear in the air what's your 20 that means where are you and you and you would have these conversations with strangers total strangers who you were never going to see um but it was kind of the predecessor to facebook beyond beyond the functionality that the truckers used it for but but for your average citizens who had these cbs in their cars and then it became status 
it became status. If you had CB in your car, you knew who really had a cool CB in their car because these they had huge antennas hanging off the back of the car. So you didn't even call them antennas. You called them whips. That's what they looked like. They looked like a car had a whip on the back. And you drive around with this whip, you know, in the car. And then, then you would know you had a great CB in the car. And you'd be talking to strangers, breaker, breaker, one nine. You'd be the truckers would always tell you to get off the channel, or you go to another channel. And it was very similar to, um, it was like the predecessor to Facebook. It was this CB social interaction, you know. And and the and, and the difference between the CB, obviously, there were many differences. But you took you took a handle, you took a name. And you, you hid behind that name, whatever that name was, you know. This is Stud Muffin, okay. Um, but, it, but, but you still only could do that so much, and you still, at the end of the day, interacted with people. You know, you still had some accountability for your communication. You still had some reality around your communication and, and who you were. And, and you know, and eventually, you, know, you, you had to, you know, be who you were. Where on Facebook, it's... Um, it's, it's adult. Well, not always, but I think it is because I don't think it's cool for uh, younger people, iGens, to be on Facebook. I don't think it's cool to be on Facebook. Facebook has become this huge, you know, show and tell. And in some ways, in some cases, you know, that's great. And it's really interesting. You know, it's interesting to, to hear about, you know, friends who you know, to hear about their kids or projects they're doing or that kind of grandkids or that kind of stuff. But on the other hand, um, you know, those folks are real. And you know, when you get off Facebook with those folks, you're going to go live your life and interact. But when you get sucked in, you know, you get sucked in and you create this persona and you're talking to other personas, then reality really gets blurred, you know. And when when your phone becomes, you know, your appendage and kind of like your lifeline, it, you know, and it just amazes me. I was driving down the street today and I saw this. It must have been a gym class walking around a high school track. And it's a beautiful day, beautiful autumn day, walking around this track on a football field that's, you know, I'm driving by the road. I look over and there's like three teenagers walking this beautiful track, looking at their phones, not even talking to each other, just head down looking at their phones. And if you believe in Darwinism and you believe in mutations, you know, eventually um, you're going to see our postures and our necks will be in that curvature position so that we can all make sure that we um, look at our, our phones. And we get sucked into that that world of no odor and no stench and we're at no boundaries. You know, it's really, um, it used to be when you got on an elevator. You know, that's where the phone really benefits. You used to get on an elevator, and it's still a phenomenon to this day, but you get on a crowded elevator with five people pre-COVID. And uh, you might end up getting stuck in that elevator and have to save each other's lives. If, if nobody talks. Even if you're with somebody you know, nobody talks. And it used to be the only thing somebody would say is, oh, could you push number two, please? Could you push number seven? You know, if you're taking number two, take the stairs, pal. Come on, take the stairs. Take, you know, look, if you're going to the second floor and you're capable, take the freaking stairs, okay? Don't, don't, don't be telling me to push number two. I got better things to do with my time. Take the stairs, okay? But anyway, push number 10. <clears throat> and then you, um, you, uh, but people would look at the numbers, you know, watch the floors, or maybe look at the floor, maybe look at a watch, you know, um, look up, look down, no contact. Now in the elevator, you pull out your phone, you pull out your phone and you're safe because you're on the elevator with five other people, but you are in the phone and you're texting or you're reading or you're looking at some, probably looking at something, you know, 
looking at yourself. What does everyone do? What is everyone what is everyone looking at on these phones when they're walking around? Who's everyone texting to on their phones all the time? And what are they looking at? I just, you know, I can't understand it. What is everyone? Nobody is that important where they have to be looking at that phone all the time. What are they looking at? I don't know. I mean, I can tell you what I'm looking at when I usually have my phone. I'm either looking at the weather. I'm looking at some type of um, nostalgia music or football thing. I'm looking at I'm looking at nonsense. Nine out of ten times, if I'm looking at my phone, my point is, I'm looking at I'm looking at the comics. I'm looking at nonsense. You know, I, maybe I'll get a text from work. Maybe I'll get a text from a family member. You know, but for the most part, I'm just looking at I'm looking at fuzzy. I'm looking at candy. You know, I'm looking at cartoons, really. You know, adult, you know, I'm just looking at that kind of stuff. Sports or blah, blah, blah. nothing urgent, nothing urgent, nothing earth shattering. Um, you know, certainly not. So what is everybody looking at? What is so important that everybody, I don't know. I just don't know. What are they looking at? Is there some like crisis going on? Is there some secret type of messaging? Is there something urgent? Is everybody, is everybody so important they have to look at their phones all the time? I don't know what they're looking at. I just don't know. And, and sometimes, you know, I'll be in meetings and I'll try to sit behind people so I can see what they're looking at. But um, nine out of ten times, I don't even know if they know what they're looking at on the phone. And that's not to say there aren't important things. I mean, text with family and in times of need or, you know, like my son texts me, he's locked out of the house or, um, you know, he's got basketball or whatever. That's really handy. You know, the phone, it's really handy. Or, you know, pick up two, you know, pick up some milk and here's the type of chocolate chip cookies you're supposed to get. Save, you know, save, save some time at home. But what is everybody looking at all the time? Why are you walking down the street? You gotta look at your phone. Why are you driving your car and you gotta text on the phone even if you might kill somebody? Why? What the heck is so important? And how did we survive before that? How did we communicate before that? God forbid us, those that remember trying to scratch up a quarter to call on the payphone just so you could get a hold of somebody. And think of the germs on a payphone. Oh, my God. Just think of that for a second. <laughs> Public payphone. And, you know, putting quarters back in. And there was a trick where you could uh, call them and they would call you back and you could talk for free. But, I mean, what did everybody do? How did people walk around? For God's sakes, they had to look at each other. You might have even had to talk to people, ask somebody a question. I was driving around with, uh, traveling around um, New York State and Massachusetts with my sons, and I said, you know, there was a time, there was a time where you went someplace and you had a map. You got a map, and if you got lost, you looked for a gas station, and you asked for help. If you got lost, you were screwed. You know, you didn't have a GPS, you didn't have the phone to call people, you might not have even had a CB, you had a map. And you look for a gas station if you, if you got lost. If you ran out of gas, you're SOL. I mean, there was a time where communication was a um, way of not just, it was a necessity. You had to communicate to move along, you know, and you had to communicate with each other. And, you, had, and, you, and, and, you know, you looked at each other and you, you smelled each other, you know. You, you experienced the three-dimensional experience of a human being. You know, not just a selfie or not just, you know, my profile or not just, you know, what I want you to see or not just the wonderful vacation. But you you experience the third dimension, the multidimensional in individual. You know, I have cats at the door here. Multidimensional individual in all our works, you know, everything. 
food in the teeth, you know, uh, flatulence, all these things that make us human, you know, that make us human. You experience all that. People weren't perfect. People were not perfect. Not everybody looked great in a pair of jeans. I mean, when you were younger, you might. But, uh, and, and that made us human. And that made us appreciate certain aspects of every individual. Realize that everybody, you know, uh, everyone is beautiful in their own way. Who's that? Ray, um, what's his name? He just passed away. Everyone is beautiful in their own way. But somehow that connectiveness got lost, you know, and the pressures on these teenagers today. It's just incredible. I mean, imagine, I can, I remember growing up as a teenager and the pressures that were there, just normal, you know. My God, you had pimples, you were toast. Um, but today, you're not, you're not like in the school or hanging out. And there's always like the cool, good looking kid. Everybody on, on Instagram is good looking. But they're not. <laughs> they're not. But everybody is. But they're not. And we compare. You know, and if you're an adult and you have, you know, we have adult show and tell, everybody's having a great time. Everything is just wonderful. Or if it's not wonderful, then it can be really, you know, uh, really bad. It's really bad. You know, information really bad. Or you're getting a message to say, you know, if you're really my friend, you will post this on your Facebook page telling everybody that you're really my friend. Uh, I guess I'm not your friend. But there's all these things. And again, people share some, you know, people that, you know, you have a relationship with your entire life. And they share things that are going on in their lives and their families and tragedies. That's, that's good to know. That's good information. You know the people. You know, you know, you know what they're about and but when you have, you know, constant um, bombardment of, uh, you know, I cut my finger today. Here's what I'm having. Here, here's what I'm having for dinner tonight. What'd you have for dinner tonight? You know, I can't remember being in my 30s and my 40s. I'm in my 60s right now. I can't remember being in my 30s and my 40s and giving a rat's ass what any of my friends had for dinner. I can't remember any of my friends coming over to my house or meeting them out at a bar or someplace. I can't remember the conversation revolving around what they had for dinner. I just, I can't remember that day. I can't, I can't remember that. Um, <clears throat> you know, so, um, but in any event, the, the issue, take it, you know, it's, and with like any, any, um, any technology and any, it has its benefits. I mean, we're so connected right now. It's great. But the question is, how do we balance being connected and how do we balance reality? I mean, I, you know, just to be able to Google away and find information is, is incredible. And to be able to, again, pull up a GPS in, in, on your phone and to be able to uh, get someplace. I mean, there's just the benefits are incredible. You know, to, to monitor your heart. All these things are great. So it's really a, um, an interesting dilemma where we have generations who have the balance where they grew up with and without and then we have generations who this is this is how they communicate and this is how they measure and that in some ways uh should be concerning then again just like in my generation my, 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 my generation um you know i grew up with television my, my parents did not grow up with television they grew up with the radio so television to them was like you know the internet television really boomed in the 60s so I grew up with television. I was like addicted to television. You know, most of the people I knew 
were addicted to television. It was referred to as the infamous boob tube. And uh, so just like, you know, you can say every generation might have its, have its kind of uh, piece of it, of communication, uh, where it gets, you know, I remember just sitting there and staring at it, you know, staring at the TV for hours. And my father saying, well, you'll get up, go outside. You can't just stare at that thing. It's going to ruin your eyes. That's before they told you other things are going to ruin your eyes when you get a little older. Um, I always wondered if that actually ruined my eyes. I really said it would. But in any event, that's my rant. You know, let's just be aware. Let's be sensitive to, to the impacts of all of this stuff, you know. Guilty as charged, just like I am with everything else. This is failing up. I hear Jungle Jim. You know, Jungle Jim, he's uh, roaring in. I know we got the Green Bay Packers. They're going to be coming on in about 20 minutes. It's uh, 7.50 on uh, Monday, September 20th. As I'm recording this podcast, go up there and watch the Packers take on the Detroit Lions, the mighty publicly owned Green Bay Packers. That's right. The national football. I just love football. I just love football. I think it's a great sport. I love I love the romance of it in the old days, you know, when they had real weather games and kind of, that kind of stuff. But anyway, uh, wishing you a wonderful, wonderful week ahead. And um, Remember, if you do ever, ever, for some reason, see me on Facebook, everything that I say is absolutely 100% true. Take it away, Jungle Jim.